Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset and action. In these episodes I'll be sharing the concepts, tools and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self-doubt and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self-belief, and learned to live life their way. And now, it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine. You deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hi, hi, fabulous human Welcome to another episode of the Self-Styled Life Podcast with me, your host, Janelle Wiesack. It's so lovely to be connecting with you again. I truly hope that things are magical in your world today. Welcome back to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And if you're newer around here, a very big welcome to you too. If you're liking what you're hearing today, make sure you hit the follow or subscribe button on your favorite podcast player so that you never miss an episode. Now, I have a very personal episode coming up for you today. I want to take you behind the scenes and share exactly how I handled a situation that created a massive wave of disappointment in me. One of the things that I struggled with early in my personal coaching journey was the misunderstanding that coaching would somehow fix me, fix being in inverted commas there, That if I did enough work with my coaches, I'd get to a miraculous place where everything was sunshine and kittens and nothing ever felt prickly or sad or hard. But of course, that's not how life or coaching for that matter works. Life is always going to throw up disappointing, difficult or even heartbreaking challenges for us. Our emotions are always going to play their part. And while coaching doesn't give us a skip the line for the hard bits pass, It does give you a way more effective toolkit for the times when the rain has set in. And it was that toolkit that I relied upon recently when disappointment decided to leap up on an unassuming Monday and whack me in the back of the head. And because I promised in the last episode to continue to share tips to help you feel more at ease in the world, and because I always find it so normalizing and helpful when others share their specific life and behind the scenes experiences, I thought I'd take a moment to describe the exact steps I took when I had the situation that created this wave of disappointment in me. Now, normally I'd provide a whole stack of context before taking you behind the scenes with me. But because this particular situation involves the choices of people that I love, I'm not going to share the exact details of what played out. I'm equal parts deeply understanding and completely heartbroken by the decision that they've taken, which is something that I've shared with them personally. And I absolutely know that their decision is the right one for them. What I will share is that this disappointment wasn't a particularly life-changing one. 
I don't want to over-dramatise anything here. Aside from a short-term impact, I know the situation won't have caused any lasting damage at all. The other thing is that I wasn't even necessarily blindsided by the situation. My intuition is very strong these days and I have every reason to trust it. And my spidey senses had been tingling for a couple of weeks and I'd mentioned to Scotty more than once that I thought this thing that came up was absolutely on the cards. But neither my knowing nor the fact that there'll be no lasting damage stopped me from feeling swamped with feelings of shock and disappointment when I picked up the message in a darkened office at my corporate headquarters on what was, up until then, a very ordinary Monday. What I am very happy to share is what played out from the moment that I listened to the message and felt that wave of emotion roll over me. If I'm being super honest and transparent, I was actually a bit surprised by the intensity of my emotions. But emotions are what they are, and these emotions showed me just how much I cared about the humans and the situation I found myself in. Anyhow, I had a very big afternoon of meetings, which I knew I couldn't skip. But I also knew that staying in the office wasn't the right thing for me either. One of the first rules of coaching is that you're better to feel your emotions rather than trying to suppress them or stuff them down like you're trying to get a sleeping bag back into its little sack thing. And I knew that I'd be best able to cope and process my emotions at home. I'm a homebody at heart and our home is a special combination of haven and safe space for me. So that's where I decided to head. I literally marched out of that room, explained to my team that something personal had come up, that I was heading home, that yes, I'd be back online as soon as possible, and no, I did not want to talk about it. I'll come back to the no talking choice in a bit. I wasn't in tears, but my colleagues could see I was upset. I knew they were concerned, and so I promised them that I'd be okay, and then I made a very hasty exit. Now, I mentioned that I chose not to talk about the situation with my corporate colleagues. Something I recommend to my clients is that when you're processing anything hard, it's best to keep your circle tight and choose one trusted confidant to share with. This is supportive for two reasons. The first is that you only have to go back to the start of the story once. When you share with many humans, you get to relive the emotions over and over, which compounds them. It also means that you're giving a lot of energy to something that's already happened, that's already in the past, and that actually stops you or distracts you from focusing on what's next. Secondly, sharing a story naturally elicits advice. The humans in your world will want to help you. They don't want to see you in pain, and so they try to give you tips from their perspective. This leaves you in a similar situation to when you poll. You have lots of options to choose from, but none of them are necessarily right for you, leaving you feeling like you're spinning and without a clear plan. Now, this is not to say that you can't talk about the thing everywhere once you're done processing, but when you're in the middle of things, I highly recommend you choose one person to bounce around with. I'm so lucky to have many, many shoulders to cry on in my world. My gorgeous sister, my darling friend, my coach Ali, But the shoulder I choose to cry on the most is Scotty's. If you're new around here, it's probably helpful to know that Scotty is my beloved hubby. And that's the second thing I did after getting myself out of the office. I rang Scotty from the car. I'd already texted him from that dark office to let him know what was going on. 
But to start working through things properly, I needed to start getting my thoughts out of my head, which is what happened on the phone. I know I've mentioned the dark office a few times. I feel like I have to just step in here and go back a step. Uh, the lights in our building are all set for uh, eco or environmental reasons. And so because I'd been sitting very still in the room, the lights had gone off. It wasn't that I was just sitting in the dark. I feel like I've got to share that. Anyway, I'm back in the car now. And so I started talking in the car and I continued when Scotty got home from work that night. In the meantime, though, I got all of the work I needed to get done, done. We were actually interviewing for new team members that day, so it was good that I felt like I could keep going. But if you're in that situation and you feel like you can't keep working, then there's no problem with completely packing it up for the day. You're better, as I said earlier, to process those emotions rather than just keep pushing through. As the day went on, I let myself talk at and to Scotty for ages without expecting him to come up with any words or solve anything for me. I stomped my feet, I sulked, I haven't sulked in ages, and it turns out I'm still really, really good at it. And I googled stuff, wondering if I could find a solution, and then I rationalised. Interestingly, one thing that I didn't do was journal. I'm usually very much a journaler, and I carried that journal around with me for 48 hours, just in case I felt something else come up. But in this situation, talking things through on the day was enough for me. I basically let everything flow out through my words. And once the emotions had passed and the rationalisation stage kicked in, I got on to the third thing that I did in this situation, and that was to start searching for a reframe that would support me. I always know when I've found the right reframe for me because of how my body relaxes when I find it. Much later, when I'd worked through the disappointment and I was sharing the whole story with my coach, Ali, she actually said, lol, that's not the reframe I would have gone with. And I replied, I know, lovely, but it was my reframe, not yours, which was the absolute truth and leads me to the fourth thing that I did in the face of this disappointment. I didn't make myself wrong for anything at all. I didn't make myself wrong for my reframe or my emotions or leaving work. In fact, I didn't make meaning out of any part of this situation. All of the choices anyone made in this scenario were perfect and I didn't let myself tell any stories. That said, while I didn't make myself bad or wrong for my reactions, one thing I did do was employ some classic coaching affirmations. The key one in this scenario was to keep asking myself the question, what if this is happening for me, not to me? What if something bigger and better is coming in? What if this actually adds rather than subtracts from my well-being and my life? The final thing that I want to share about exactly what I did in the face of this disappointment is to let you know that I treated myself with care and kindness. I didn't cook what I'd planned for dinner that night. I went with comfort food all the way that was easy to cook. And I packed myself off to bed early to make sure I got as much sleep as possible. There's no better reset than decent sleep when you've been processing a whole stack of emotion, assuming you can get to sleep, of course. But you need to give yourself the best chance of feeling better the next day. The best place for sleeping is in bed, so I headed to bed early as a good plan. I didn't use it myself, but something else I could have used was tapping or emotional freedom technique, which is another really useful way to help emotions move through your body. Now, 
that was a far more free-flowing episode than normal. So let me go back and try to recap these steps clearly for you in case you'd like to mirror what I did or steal from me if you're ever in a similar situation. My first step was to get myself into a place and a space where I felt safe and comfortable processing the strong emotional wave that came up for me. Secondly, I chose my one human to process with and I started a dialogue as soon as possible. I needed to get those thoughts out of my head so that I could stop the swirling and make a plan. Third, once I had let that emotional phase pass, I got on to reframing before I chose some supportive affirmations. At no point in this whole scenario did I make myself wrong for anything that I was thinking, feeling or doing. And then finally, I treated myself with kindness. I gave myself the care that I would have given any loved one if they'd been feeling that level of disappointment. Team, I really hope you found this episode equal parts interesting and helpful. I'll be back really soon with another episode of the Self-Styled Life podcast. But until then, please stay fabulous. Bye for now.